Good evening and welcome to Joy 99.7 FM and to tonight's edition of Springboard Virtual University. Thank you for joining us on your favorite leadership and personal development show. This is the platform where your personal value is enriched on a daily and a weekly and a consistent basis. My name is Albert Okran and Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your superstition Joy 99.7 FM. The broadcast is made possible by the kind courtesy of some of Ghana's finest brands that work with us in the development of our human capital. Let's say a big thank you to MTN, Ghana's number one network, MTN Pulse, just be the enterprise group, enterprise your advantage, the UMB Bank, UMB Speed Up, Diggy Bank, Let's Go, and the Access Pension Trust, your reliable partner in pensions. Special thank you to our print media partner, The Graphic Business. Thank you to you out there for joining us on Joy FM and live on Facebook. We're streaming on the Springboard, your virtual university Facebook page. My name is Albert, and I'm doing this with the support of Comfort, Matthew, Priscilla, David, Amos, Jojo, and Emmanuel. So let's start tonight with a special dedication to our daughter, Nana Okran, graduating an hour ago from Notre Dame University. We thank God for the grace that starts and the grace that finishes and we say to God be the glory and what can we say God has been faithful and we say thank you Lord for making that possible so tonight we'll shortly be talking about navigating moments of financial uncertainty a topic that I am sure you are very interested in and our guest tonight will shortly be Afri Awari the CEO of Access Pension Trust but ahead of that do well to download the MTN Pulse up the UMB Speed up and the Enterprise Advantage up the official partner apps for every Springboard alumnus. Let me also share some COVID-19 awareness tips. Let me share one for today from MTN Ghana. And when I finish, I'll be telling you shortly about what's available on the Wow Moment today and what is the magic word or the magic words tonight. All right. So the COVID-19 awareness tip for tonight: don't only consume and share verified pieces of information. Only consume and share verified pieces of information because there's so much going on out there, so much being shared out there that's not, that is not authentic. So verify the source before you go ahead and share something and help to educate and don't spread fear. All right. So this month we have five wow moments, one on each Sunday coming from each of our sponsors just to put a smile on the faces of our listeners at a time like this. So far we've had the UMB speed up moment in the first week, an MTN Mother's Day special last week, and tonight, courtesy of the Access Pension Trust, I'll be giving out 200 Ghana CDs of airtime as well as 300 Ghana CDs cash to each of our two winners tonight. So for anyone who calls in after the discussion and you get the answers to my questions right, immediately, instantaneously, and at once, as a friend of mine will say, you will have 200 Ghana CDs worth of airtime loaded on your phone, and then you will be sent also 300 Ghana CDs cash, courtesy of Access Pension Trust, and two people will be winning those prizes tonight. Are you one of them? Let me give you a hint. So I have some magic numbers today. And any of those magic numbers, when it comes up at any time in the show, either during the interview or during the, any part of the show, 
the magic words that will herald or, or follow the magic numbers are, can you imagine? So when you hear the words, can you imagine, look for the number that came before it or after it. That number is a number that will come up in the quiz questions. It's the easiest way to win money and airtime. Please, tonight you get to get information and you also get to win. So if you hear me say a number and I say, can you imagine, it means that that number, please take note of it because it will come up definitely when you call in. And the number to call in, I'll give the number later because last week when I gave the number, people started calling right away and they called incessantly. And by the time we were ready to go with the show or with the, with the phone in, people had called so many times that, in fact, they had overcalled. So we will wait until the time when the phone lines are being opened. And then we will tell you what number it is that you want to call to win something on the show. All right. So let's go to our discussion for today. There have been a number of job losses across the U.S. alone and across the world. And the U.S. reports... Anything between 36 million to 40 million job losses. Can you imagine? Between 36 million to 40 million job losses. And people who remain in their jobs can't tell where their salaries will come from or when their salaries will be paid. Now, to help us appreciate the situation and strategize on the way forward, I am joined by Afriye Oware, the CEO of Access Pension Trust. Access Pension Trust is one of our partners here at the Virtual University. And so, definitely, Afriye would have answers. He was with us on the Springboard Roadshow in Kumasi. And tonight, he helps us um, explore the subject of navigating moments of financial uncertainty. Afriye, good evening and welcome to Springboard. Good evening, Reverend, and good evening to your listeners. I'm delighted to be on the show, Reverend. All right, so let's start with how important the theme is. I mean, how big, how big a disruption are we looking at in terms of what has happened to our world since the beginning of the year as a result of COVID-19? How big an impact are we looking at on economies, businesses, and jobs across the world? Um, it has been a big devastation, Reverend. Um, COVID-19 is probably the biggest crisis um, some of us have seen in our lifetime. And it, it has decimated economies across the world. It has crashed, you know, stock market to levels not seen in a long time. Um, it has disrupted global trade and crashed um, many, you know, um, economies. And it has created perhaps the biggest wave of unemployment some of us um, have seen. Um, it, it has truly been a big disruption. Um, in terms of business, businesses are challenged in many ways. As I mentioned earlier, um, the shutdowns and the lockdowns have um, impacted production across the world, and so supply chains across the world have been um, considerably impacted. Um, demand is weakened because of consumer spending power being constrained. Um, and um, the, the already peculiar situation for SMEs in a, an economy like Ghana is even worsened 
as credit conditions become even more tightened. Um, so it has been pretty, pretty difficult. According to the International Labor Organization, um, they are projecting that COVID-19 will wipe out over 195 million jobs by Q2. And um, those of us who watch CNN can attest to the fact that um, the numbers are looking very bad, um, even in the United States. Um, from February to date, U.S. jobs has con- contracted by um, 36 million. That is to say that 36 million people have lost um, jobs in the U.S. And this um, represents about 22% of employment in the U.S. before um, um, February. Um, it has been a very difficult um, one um, for 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 the world. And as we can see, a lot of you know developed countries are doling out bail out money. Um, unfortunately, um, poor countries can do same. But I believe our governments have also introduced various measures that have helped um, to um, navigate you know a path towards um, stability. Um, in terms of welfare, um, the, the employment situation is very much linked to the um, personal financial situation. And so um, as people's employment are threatened, there's a huge effect, you know, on, on their welfare as well. Um, we, we, we in Ghana can attest to the fact that a lot of people have struggled, you know, to cope. Um, in the, on average, um, people don't have sufficient um, savings to live on for more than a month. In the U.S., which is a developed country, um, people, according to research, um, um, people only 40% of all Americans can meet a $3,000 U.S. dollar emergency. So what this means is that um, the employment situation, if not cured, um, is going to create another catastrophe um, we, we may not have considered. So um, let's go back to um, two numbers that you, you spoke to. The first one was to confirm that from the U.S. alone, 36 million jobs were lost between February and now, and U.S. unemployment is going to 22 percent which is the highest ever since the great depression is you're confirming that say yes that's correct reverend can you imagine i mean 36 million jobs lost in one country alone that's more than the population of 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 a big country anywhere else that's that's more than the population of ghana right and you project that from the ilo they said 195 million jobs will be lost by what year by Q2 of the year. By Q2, what was Q2? That's the second quarter. That's by the end of June 2020. Oh, you mean across the globe by across Q2? the globe. Oh, okay, by, by the end of quarter two, you are projecting 195 million jobs across the world to be lost by the end of June. That is correct. Afriye, just imagine, I mean, can you imagine what, what that will do to the world economy? And I'm sure that those numbers can themselves, to a large extent, be found here in Ghana. We'll be coming to the Ghanaian situation. And 
even more importantly, in the light of all this, what the individual must do. But let's let's you are in the financial services industry. Um, let's start with what those who have lost jobs, those who have lost part of their salaries, those who have been displaced, what must they do? That is a, a million-dollar question. Um, employment um, means a lot to people. Um, I believe for a lot of people, it means more than the loss of income. Um, it, it is their social identity. It, it represents access to social network and a very important support system um, in the sense that there are a lot of benefits they receive um, in employment which will not be available when we are not working. Um, for those of us who are, you know, um, working, the work we do also, um, in a sense, defines our routine. So when your employment or your job is taken away from you, it potentially can affect you um, emotionally and psychologically. And so um, my advice is that um, unemployment is a major change in your circumstance, and, and so you have to go back to planning. I mean, you have to plan for, for the worst and, and hope for the best. Uh, you also need to restructure your routines, your activities, you know, um, during the period you are home, you have a lot of time on your hands. It is a very um, important period to learn a new skill, um, you know, to pick up a new vocation, and to also connect, you know, um, with friends. If, if, if you are a church person, it won't be a bad idea to learn how to play an instrument or to also make your services available, I mean, to support um, your church or some charity. It is also important to recognize that um, during the period of unemployment, your incomes are very limited. So it is important to prioritize necessities, necessities and cut, you know, your um, expenditure. If you are lucky to work out of job with um, a payout, maybe from a provident fund or from an ESB scheme, then you are probably one of the luckiest in the world. Um, I know there's this fantasy to start a business, but um, listeners should know that over 60% of all new businesses started, you know, um, fail in the first year and close to 90% of all new businesses fail by the fifth year. And I do not think that um, it is appropriate in a period of uncertainty like this, you know, to try to start a business. And so um, I would not advise starting a business in a career like that. Um, having said that, there are a lot of people, you know, who um, have started successful businesses, you may know. It is advisable to back them, you know, with any spare resources you may have, um, other than, you know, start and, and fail. Um, there are thousands of, you know, highly qualified people out there who are looking for jobs. And, and most of the time, we get used to the salary we were earning before we were laid off. And, and we tend to say that, well, my value is maybe 15000 because that's what you were earning before um, you got laid off. But the reality is your, your value is what a willing employer 
can afford. And so sometimes um, it is prudent for um, for you to, you know, lower your salary expectation a bit, accept a pay cut so that you can get back to work to enable you build up, you know, some pension rights. So um, in a nutshell, Reverend, this is just um, what I can say for now. You call it in a nutshell all you can see, but it probably is a life saver for somebody listening out there because by virtue of what you do, I get to interact quite a bit with people, and I can tell you people are extremely, extremely worried or scared. But to break down what you said, you are saying prioritize expenditure at this point. It's not a time to go into frivolous expenditures. Be careful and manage what you have. You are saying that it's a time to volunteer and also hang out with people a bit more so people will know you and, and know what you can offer. I must say that when you said volunteer, my mind was going to the fact that somebody will be saying, Charlie, at this point, eh, I'm not even sure what I'll eat. Why should I go out and volunteer? But but do, do, you, have, do you have an answer to that person who says, Charlie, I'm thinking of conservation. Why should I volunteer? Um, yes. Um, you know, the reality is when you 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 have the opportunity of going for an interview um of, of being invited to another interview you have to explain the gap on your cv and it will make sense you know to go and explain the fact that well you have been out of work for a year for two years and you start you start home doing nothing that's why i said that for the little time you may have on your hand learn a new skill um acquire some competences and offer your services. Anybody um, you say this to in an interview will be impressed that uh, you are not just idle at home. Excellent. And you also mentioned that if you are fortunate to get a provident fund payout or some some benefit payout from your company, count yourself as one of the lucky ones because several are going home empty-handed. I think there's a point that you make that many people will find um, comforting on one hand but also also scary on the other hand. But one statistic that you said that jumps up at me, and I'm, you're saying don't just rush into a business if you don't have a solid business concept because over 50% of businesses fail in the year one and 90% by the fifth year. Can you imagine? that? Is, is that a number that you are, you are ruling out? It is a staggering number. Um, in, in Ghana, I'm sure we are familiar with businesses that existed, you know, five years ago. Um, by the end of the financial, you know, sector cleanup, we, we cannot attest to how many of them are still surviving. And so it is a, it's a reality, and and it's a staggering number. And and I believe that um, instead of reinventing the wheel, you are in a better position backing someone who is already, you know, going through the learning curve. So what would you suggest that people like that do? If, if somebody got a payout, um, their pension funds or some money is paid out to them in lump sum, at this time of uncertainty, what, what would you recommend that they do? It, it, it is important, you know, to understand the times we are in. Um, this crisis, nobody has visibility to when this crisis is going to end. And so it is very important for you to manage the money prudently. Keep it invested and, and live on, you know, the income from that investment. Worst case, make sure that a significant portion of that money is, is put into your emergency fund from which you can withdraw 
and then the rest of it put it away in a in a in a, in a mutual fund or a personal pension scheme, so that you know you are not tempted to go and um, and withdraw it. Um, it's okay to have income. It's also important to understand that there are many people who are going to be coming to you, you know, for support because you are, as I said earlier, you are one of the luckiest ones. And so you need to live on a very strict budget and ensure that you don't overrun the budget. And I guess that applies also to those who are already working but who feel threatened or who feel that they cannot be sure what their companies will say next. If, as of now, salaries have started delaying and there is a talk of reduction or there's a reduction already taking place, I suspect that these principles will apply to them as well. Um, these principles apply. But, you know, for those who are still working, I won't say um, the situation, um, they are out of the woods, let me say. I mean, on Friday we had a staff meeting and I was telling my colleagues that... Um, they should be ready to disrupt themselves before they are disrupted. I mean, COVID-19 has brought down very radical changes to the way we live, the way we do business, and, and the way we work. And, and I believe that some of these changes um, have come to stay with us. And so there are many things an individual who is still working um, should, should, you know, um, be cognizant of. I mean, first of all, it is not um, appropriate to not have a financial plan. So if you are working, have a plan for your life, have your goals in mind, and make sure that you have a plan on how you are going to be able to meet those goals. And if you can't do it, Access Pension Trust offers this for free and will be very delighted to provide assistance in that direction. Um, secondly, you enjoy a certain peace of mind when you know that you have a financial fallback. And so um, one must accelerate the rate of, you know, saving to ensure that you have a cushion in times of emergency. I mean, as I mentioned earlier in the U.S., um, research shows that only 40% of the population can meet $3,000 emergency without borrowing. And so this underscores the fact that as workers, we need to take our own destinies into our hands you know, and, and ensure that we have at least six months salary in an emergency fund we can we can fall on. Um if if you do this well, you'll be fine. Um are, to build up your emergency fund, you are advised to um contribute or to invest at least twenty percent of your monthly salary, you know, into um a mutual fund or a personal pension scheme. And um, I will also add, given where I work and, and my expertise, that as you are building up an emergency, you also need to save for your old age. And so save at least 10% of your income into a personal pension scheme. Um, it doesn't matter what your employer is doing for you. Um, it is important to augment what your employer is doing. And so um, it is critical for you as um, a lucky employee um, to prepare for future emergencies. Um, donation will continue to, to take away jobs, and um, I, I, I feel that um, those of us who are in the financial sector can attest to the fact that in the last four years, a number of banks have done redundancy because they have been automating. 
And so if you are working, um, thinking that you are an accountant and so you are secure, you'd be very mistaken. Uh, my advice is in this era, have a vocational skill. Um, take some time off, you know, your weekends or your, your vacations to learn another skill. Um, if you happen to be disengaged, at least you have something you can follow. And I, as I mentioned earlier, um, the best time to start a business is when you have a steady, you know, flow of income to be able to support um, that venture. And so if you are still in employment um, and you, have, you feel strongly about a particular business idea, it is probably the best time to try it out because if it doesn't work out, you know, you have a fallback position in your employment. 28 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is Springboard of Virtual University. That big discussion we've been talking about all week. What is the extent of disruption we are looking at in the financial services sector? How much have we been dislocated or disrupted? And what can we do to navigate, to work our way through these times? Whether you've lost your job, you've lost part of your salary, or you're still employed but scared, what must you do? And we've been receiving some very useful tips from a free year or worry says you must have a personal pension plan it's non-negotiable and if you need help it can be done for you for free by the access pension trust he says that peace of mind makes you when you have peace of mind you are you know you have peace of mind when you know you have a fallback position um in the time of financial difficulty and the way to achieve that is to accelerate your savings then he give us another big number he says your emergency fund must have six months' salary locked in there. Can you imagine six months of your salary? Chala, I can assure you, and this one, if I open the phone lines for witnesses, my phone lines will be jammed. So many people have not even ended a month of May, and they say their money is finished. And you are saying they should have six months' emergency funds. I tell you, you both have even two weeks. Remember, <laughs> as you said, it is not negotiable. Um, you, you, you need to have a plan, and, and what we, we do often is uh, we invest, you know, the leftover of our, of, our, of our salary, but it should be the reverse. You should spend what is left after investing, and if you follow this plan well, you'll find that, yeah, at the initial stages, it may be difficult to adapt, but um, you, you, you'll be fine. It forces you to streamline your expenses. It forces you to look at how you can deploy your skills, your talents, you know, to generate some additional income to be able to um, sustain yourself. So, yeah, I know it, it can be difficult, but it's a sacrifice you must, you must make to have your financial peace of mind. Let me bring you to a quote that you give us or a, a number you give us at the event in Kumasi last um, March during the road show, and uh, I think it was in February, you indicated that 78% of people in Ghana retire on less than a thousand CDs a month, correct? Very much so, Reverend. Um, it is, it is um, a difficult one to believe. Um, um, unfortunately, that is the reality. And uh, the situation is so because people have resigned 
um, their um, responsibility to to see for their own retirement to the government and and their employer. And and so um, in the course of work, you receive a lot of you know allowances. You receive um, um, bonuses, um, per diems, and you get used to that. You know, a certain lifestyle which you can fund. It's only when you go on retirement you find that your retirement income is actually based on um, your your basic salary. At that point, it is too late. So my advice is the same level of contributions you make um, on your basic salary, apply the same contributions, you know, to the other allowances and bonuses you you are earning so that, you know, you have um, a private personal pension account I mean, into which some of those contributions are going. In the end, you will not suffer a significant shortfall um, based on your total income replacement. But if you don't do that, uh, it can be a very difficult um, situation to, um, to, to live on. I mean, let me also add that, Reverend, about 60% um, of retirees receive less than 600 Ghana cities a month, which is, you know, um, about what national service people earn. And so if you want your retirement fortunes to be different from that, um, you must take early action um, to ensure that um, you, you take that responsibility um, to starting a personal pension plan. These numbers are very grim numbers. I mean, one out of two people retire on less than 600 CDs. That means that you can't drive the same kind of car you were driving. You can't live in the same kind of house you were living in. It's a very 50%, five zeros, correct? Yes. All right, so 50% retire on less than 600 CDs, and 70, as much as 78%, more than three quarters, retire on less than a thousand cities a month correct correct but in your opinion are we doing are we doing well enough as a people generally Ghanaians, in terms of our financial preparation for the future i'm sorry to say we are not doing enough reverend um as i mentioned we we all resign that responsibility to our employers and and, and government but what we should remember is that what government is doing for us is the minimum to give us a certain safety net to be able to meet our basic needs. Um, but um, unfortunately, people tend to um, think only of the short term and forget the fact that times are changing in our society, times are changing in the world. Um, in the past, we all used to support our parents but we may probably grow up and find that our children are not in a position to be able to to support us. I mean, these days, because of, you know, migration, children live thousands of kilometers, you know, um, from where their parents live. And so um, because they are not close, they are also absent-minded to the needs of their parents. It, it is um, a big catastrophe we are likely to face and particularly people in the informal sector have no safety net whatsoever um 
for a lot of them, their work is, is the only source of income they have. And, and when that is disrupted, um, they are not in a position to support themselves. So something must be done, and, and individuals should take the responsibility um, to, to change their fortunes um, um, as soon as possible. All right, so your, 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 your big point is that people must take responsibility and not wait for anyone to do it for them. I feel just let me look for one number from you. If you had to, you had to rate the level of uh, preparedness on a scale of 1 to 10, generally, Ghanaians, for retirement, if you had to rate with 1 being very low and 10 being very high, what would be your general rating of our level of preparedness? One being very, very low and 10 being very high. I, I will say two. So in the sense that we have um, about 10 million people in the support and the number of active contributors to pensions are just about roughly 1.6 million. I don't have the exact figure in my head, but roughly 1.6 million. I mean, um, and, and these are people in the formal sector. In the informal sector, my guess is that not more than 200,000 people are saving actively for retirement. So a lot, a lot is needed. Um, this day, because of um, activating success and, and the tax relief offered under the third tier, a lot of employers have stepped up to the game to provide provident funds. But um, there are just a few compared to the total number of employers out there. I have my final question to you. What? Because I don't want us to leave without a sense of the opportunities that there are for people. If somebody is listening tonight and saying, wow, I, I should have heard this earlier. But anyway, are there any opportunities that are available to people in this crisis? It's a very tough, challenging, difficult period. But are there any opportunities that people must be looking out for in this moment? Um, I believe that there are. Um, during the crisis, we, we saw certain businesses, you know, were still open. Um, so what it means is that if everything goes right, those are the, the businesses that will continue to make, you know, money. And so I'll pick food processing, I mean, for us in Ghana as number one. Um, this crisis has, you know, exposed our food insecurity. I mean, we, we still consume yam in raw form. We still consume plantain the way we've, we've known it for generations. I think it is important at this stage for people to start thinking of how we can process this so that we can prolong the shelf life or the, the storage life of, of some of the, the food we eat. I also feel that people should follow where the money went during the, cri the crisis. Um, the number one thing we were all consuming was food, 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 food. And so if you are a farmer, um, with the likelihood that this crisis is going to disrupt you know, supply chains across the world, this is the time to scale your farm. Um, I also believe COVID-19 has come to change education. Um, a number of, you know, private schools, even at the basic level, were offering um, education online. I, I believe very soon we are going to see um, that formalized 
into a, a system where people are offering online education using the right tools. You know, so that is a big opportunity out there. Um, we also saw that a lot of people shifted, you know, from going to the market to to, to ordering um, things online and, and, and using delivery, um, other motorbikes or delivery vans. And so that delivery business is going to grow and um, online shopping is also a business that is set to grow. Um, the drive towards a cash-like society that our vice president has been preaching um, is needed now than, than ever. And, um, and I believe the many fintechs out there will be thinking of how they can you know, create solutions, a payment solution to address the cash-heavy informal sector um, we have. Um, and the vast majority of Ghanaians are not, of Ghanaian businesses, I would say, are not digitally ready. And so if you're an IT person out there, this is the time, you know, to step out and, um, and, um, and provide support to the many businesses that may need your expertise. And, um, yeah, so Reverend, this is just what I, 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 I have top of mind. Uh, that is why they call this the virtual university because in the comfort of your home you can get to find out where the money is where the opportunities are and strike out and make a difference so the five areas that we have for tonight food processing education online purchases and delivery payment solutions and then digital readiness services if you offer any of these five Get ready because in the times that are ahead, it could be a big opportunity for you. A big thank you to you, Afriya Wari, and thank you to Access Pension Trust, not just for being part of the Springboard Virtual University, but also for the wow moment for tonight. Two wonderful listeners will be smiling because of Access. I want to say a big thank you to you, sir. Um, thank you very much. Before I just find out, let me just um, say that the verdict is out. I mean, this, this week... The World Health Organization announced that this virus may not go away and that it has become an endemic, you know, disease we should live with. And so um, um, I want to advise listeners that as, as they plan to resume their normal lives, they should not forget they need to maintain safety measures. Thank you very much. Give us a number to can call if they require help with their financial, personal financial plans, sir. Eh? Zero three zero two um five eight seven one zero zero. Um just a minute, Reverend, let me just um, be sure that is typical typical CEO, he wants to be sure he hasn't given us the zero three zero two five four three two eight seven. Zero three zero two five four three two eight seven. That is our um, office line. So I can ignore the first one. Zero three zero two five four three two eight seven. All right. Thank you very much, Afriya Wari, CEO of Access Pension Trust, for those thoughts. And I can tell you something. If you've been listening very carefully tonight, there are some seven numbers that can win you 200 Ghana cities worth of airtime 
and 300 Ghana CDs of cash, which you can invest in your personal pension fund. You also have found out five ways in which you can earn extra income. I'm going to go for this brief commercial break. When I come back, the phone lines will be right open for you to call in win the cash and after that we'll give you our game changer segment and they'll be done for the day that's a beautiful beautiful one so just to know that number to call if you require help with a personal financial plan the number is zero three zero two five four three two eight seven and that is the number for access pension trust but i've given you seven numbers seven numbers that i am sure if you wrote them down should be able to guarantee you 500 Ghana CDs, 200 Ghana CDs in airtime, and 300 Ghana CDs in cash tonight, in addition to all the wonderful lessons that you've learned. When I come back from this commercial break, the number to call 030-221-6541 and 0244-340-437. Let's go for a break right now. How do you intend to sustain yourself when you retire? My children will take care of me when I'm retired. <laughs> I am a professional. I can work till 80. <laughs> Some people leave their retirement to chance. How are you planning yours? Your attitude today can help you avoid struggling to survive when you retire. With 50 Ghana cities monthly investment in the Axis Pension Plan, you can accumulate 700,000 Ghana cities in 30 years. This investment will guarantee you retirement income that far exceeds your current income. Visit www.accesspension.com to sign up or call 0302-543-287 or 0544-321-966 for details. Access Pension Trust, your reliable partner in pensions. When you don't have the Enterprise Advantage app, you're not in control. Yes, I could see. I'm at where they sell the coats. What size do you like? Ah, what coats? Coats, coats, office coats. Ah, I said get me a coat. Quotation from Enterprise. Ah, you pan. Oh, what coat? Save yourself from stress. Take advantage of the Enterprise Advantage app. Make your claims, check statements, request for a coat, and buy a policy from any of our subsidiaries. What's more, you can also get health tips, traffic information, find mechanic shops, and more on your Enterprise Advantage app. Download the Enterprise Advantage app on Google play and apple store now here is to 95 years of trust enterprise your advantage so everyone says i'm a cosia filler but it's not like i'm nosy or go out to find out the latest filler it's just that i get 50 megabytes of data free after paying for only the first minute of every call and so i just keep discovering stuff minute after minute that's how come i was minding my business to my timeline and I found out who has a new baby. Hmm. Oh, and lastly, I learned Ken won the lottery. You see, Ken is my brother's friend. So, hello. Look who's about to roll with the rich and famous. <laughs> Enjoy even more value with MTN Free After One. You only pay for the first minute of your call on MTN Free After One. And the rest is free. Plus, you enjoy free 50 megabytes worth of data to browse your favorite sites. Open where? Open there. So dial star 315 hash to sign up. Good day for you everywhere you go. Terms and conditions apply. was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank. 
demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we are poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. 12 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock, and this is Springboard of Russia University. You're talking today about navigating moments of financial uncertainty. And guess what? It's time for the Axis Pension Trust Wow Moment as part of our digital convocation. So I have Albert on the line. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your, your name, sir? Full name? My name is Albert. Albert Eason. Yeah. All right, Albert Eason. Are you ready for me? I'm ready for you. All right. Your first magic number I would like you to give me. How many jobs are projected to be lost across the world by the ending of June, according to the ILO? That will be 195 million jobs. That's correct. And you have one out of three to go. You want you want 200 Ghana cities worth of airtime and 300 Ghana cities cash from Axis. So your question number two, how many of those jobs have been lost in the U.S. alone from February till now. Can you please repeat the question? How many jobs have been lost in the uh, in U.S. alone between February and now? 36 million jobs. 36 million jobs have been lost in the U.S. alone. You've got two out of three. Charlie, I don't want to give you a difficult question. You have, you have to get this one right. I'll tell you something. You have to. You have to. All right. What percentage of businesses fail in the first year? What percentage of businesses fail in the first year? 50%. Albert, I don't know where you slept last night, but you have my three magic numbers, and my duty on behalf of Axis is to give you 500 Ghana cities right now, 200 Ghana cities worth of airtime, and 300 Ghana cities of cash on your phone. Who's that giving you? Who's that giving you from, from behind? My sister and my brother. Why are... <laughs> well, it's a family celebration? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I just had them celebrating. Well. <laughs> Albert, what should I tell Axis Pension Trust on your behalf? Okay. What should I tell Axis Pension Trust on your behalf? You're, they're listening on the on the. I can't hear you. What should I tell? What should I tell? I know Axis Pension Trust is listening, but what, what do you want to tell them for brightening your Sunday night? I want to tell them um, I wish them the best, and uh, we pray that after this period there will be greater opportunities for this business and and give us a lot more opportunities to also um, be contributing to the show and be with us as well. Thank you very much. And I can tell you one thing: you need to go and open a, a, a personal pension fund, personal at least if nothing, call for advice on. A personal financial plan. Call for free, and the number is zero three zero two five four three two eight seven. So the least you can do, Albert L M Aison, is to call them and then get some personal financial advice. So thank you very much. That's right. Thank all you. right, all right. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. 
All right, so the number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one zero. You've called that number has jumped. <laughs> Full less have jumped. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. I've never been so generous in Juju. I think I've been very generous, haven't I? Absolutely. Because I mean, if you were listening, if you you could literally be dozing and listening, and you still would get all the seven numbers because <laughs> oh, yeah, I, they, they were so obvious. But you know, the, the idea is not to make things difficult for people. It's, it's already quite difficult. So <laughs> you don't want to add. You don't want to add to it. You just want to give it out, but people have to work for it a bit. A little bit. Right. But the good news is that they, they get to learn and they get to win, right. which is which is great. All right. Let's see if we have somebody else on the line. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Oh, the voice alone. I, I have a feeling that you are ready for us. Amen, amen. All right. So let's start with your name, ma'am. Pardon? Let's start with your name. Okay. My name is Priscilla. Priscilla. Schrader. How do you pronounce the surname? S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R, Schrader. Okay, the former German Chancellor. <laughs> All right, so I, I am very determined to give you the second the second prize or, or the second giveaway of 200 Ghana CDs worth of airtime and 300 Ghana CDs cash tonight in the next 10 minutes. Priscilla, do you want it? Yes, please, I do. On a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do you want the money? One being low and ten being very high. Ten. Ten? Then let me give you a question related to your last, what I just asked you. When I asked Afriye to score the preparedness of Ghanaians for their pension on a scale Mm -hmm. of one to ten, one being very unprepared and ten being very prepared, what was his number that he gave? Two. The correct answer is two. You have one out of three. Just take a deep breath because I have two more questions for you. The second question, how much money must be in your emergency fund? How, how many months of your salary? How, how, how many months salary must you ideally have in your emergency fund as a minimum? Six months salary is the answer. And Priscilla, this third one, if you get it correct, I, I myself will stand up and start dancing. Because I really, really, really want to give it to you. The last question. Okay. Breathe in very deep. All right. What percentage of Ghanaians retire on less than 600 Ghana CDs a month? Mm. Please, the, the question again. What percentage of Ghanaians retire on less than 600 Ghana CDs a month? Um, what percentage of Ghanaians retire on less than 600 Ghana CDs a month? Um, 50%. Wherever that inspiration came from, you just crossed the line in seconds before the bell went. <laughs> To disqualify you. So, Priscilla, you've won a soft 200 Ghana CDs worth of airtime and 300 Ghana CDs cash. <laughs> hey, Charlie, why? Social distance, did you gather a crowd or what? <laughs> that, that's actually my brother. For more than three weeks now, we've been trying to win. Hey. Even every day we pray about it. You pray about it. Today, during our devotion, we prayed. 
but it's just the doing of the Lord. Sorry, the Lord is the Lord is in the miracle business. You know what, Priscilla? Hold on, because Matthew and Priscilla, Matthew and Priscilla, the Priscilla of Springboard, are very keen to send you the money right now. They've taken your details and just stand by because in the next few minutes, your account will be hit with 200 Ghana cities of airtime oh, and 300 you, Ghana cities. Your closing thank thoughts, you, Priscilla. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I want to thank Axis Bank. God richly bless them. Axis Pension Trust. You say God yes. bless them and you say thank you, Jesus. Charlie, you, you, I've, you, learned, I've really learned a lot and I'm a student and everything that they said, I've taken it in good faith and I know that these few months I have to improve myself, do some courses so that in my uh, CV there won't be any space there. God bless them so much. Charlie, God bless you too. You are, you, are, you, are, you are the ones who own this show. And next week, we will do this again and pray and have devotion again. Let your brother to try. Who knows? God will help you. Yes. This one, I love me. I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is how we do what you do, isn't it? Exactly. All right, all right, all right. So we have four minutes to go. Let's just do quickly the Game Changer segment. And please, just to announce that Albert um, Aysen, and then Priscilla Schroeder, you are the two winners, and you will be receiving your prizes in the next 10 minutes from the Access Pension Trust. We appreciate your 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 words of appreciation to our sponsor. Um, Jojo, take away the Game Changer segment to close. So for two years, I've been on a serious quest to find Accra's best bubble tea. And, you know, it's been a journey with some trials and some tribulations, but I feel like my quest may finally be over. Because last week I ordered five bubble teas from Fika Tea House, which was a new vendor to me. And I spoke to the co-founder, Glenn, to actually confirm the order. And surprisingly, it was delivered ahead of time. But there was a slight problem. One tea was missing. So I called Glenn. He apologized profusely and promised to send me two complimentary teas the next morning. Initially, I was impressed. But by two o'clock the next day, I was frustrated. I was still very tealess. You see, the skies were darkening across the city, foreshadowing a rainstorm. Glenn's delivery drivers had all of a sudden become unavailable, and I had also given up on getting my tea. So what did Glenn do? This week, our game changer is customer experience. In the middle of the thundering storm, Glenn drove straight across town to deliver the bubble tea himself. Glenn went above and beyond to make me happy, and because of that, Fika Tea House has a customer for life. But why should we focus on customer experience in our own businesses? Customer experience determines brand loyalty for 94% of customers. And loyal customers are five times more likely to make repeat purchases. No wonder customer-centric brands are 60% more profitable than their peers. So how do we make customers smile in our businesses? Step one, be responsive. Slow responses cause most poor customer experiences. Step two, feedback. You won't know how your customers feel until you ask them. And step three, overcompensate. Address issues promptly and ensure customer satisfaction. Our customers are the reason we exist. This week, let's focus on giving them an unforgettable experience. This has been The Game Changer with Jojo Okren. Have a phenomenal week. Definitely. Most definitely our customers are the center of everything that we do. Let me tell you that the 
Beyond the Lockdown is set and is already in motion. So right after the show, we are joining MFR Power as we discuss what Ifria just mentioned, living with the virus COVID-19. Are we ready? We'll look at different dimensions of it and it's already underway. So stay with us as we cross over. Just a reminder that Thursday's webinar will be about talent development. Last week, Thursday was about the discovery. Join us at 7 p.m. and the Zoom ID is 86135453201. It's on our Facebook pages. Join us on Thursday, 7 p.m. to 8.30 for talent development webinar. This has been the Virtual University Springboard. My name is Albert Okran. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Good night. <laughs>